If you have ever self-sabotaged, and if you're human, the answer is yes, you probably have, this is the episode for you. Let's go. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Only. This is the place where we work on you, because if there's one thing I know, it's any problem in a business is a problem with the business owner. Let's get to work. Hello, entrepreneurs, and welcome to this week's episode of Entrepreneurs Only. I have a very special guest with me, and this is um, a friend, a client. I've worked with her. I love watching all of her work. We have international life and success coach for high-achieving professionals, Kimberly Morrow, with us. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi, Dave. Hi, and that's L-E-Y. Let's be sure we want to get the name right. L-E-Y-M-A-U-R-O. That's right. Yes. And um, it's funny because we were just having a conversation and we decided to drop in and record this podcast because we're having a conversation around positive intelligence. And we stumbled on or I stumbled on this conversation with her in this area of expertise she has around why we self-sabotage and the 10 real reasons or the 10 areas that you self-sabotage and who they are. And she was walking me through all of this positive intelligence work. And I was so blown away by it. I'm like, you know what? I've talked about some of this before, uh, but I've I've never talked about it as clearly as she was talking to me about it. So I'm like, let's just do a podcast to talk about this. So you guys are in for a treat today because you're going to get the answers, the truth about how, why you self-sabotage and what to do about it. So first of all, Kimberly, is that accurate am i saying the right things okay good yes very accurate so tell us a little bit about you know you call it fear-based thinking right but tell us a little bit about this so as entrepreneurs i'm sure that a lot of your entrepreneurs are high achievers they yeah i well it's funny you and i were talking about this a few minutes ago and i was like because you you know you you were talking about people in the boardroom people in professional world and i'm like look i think I think the highest achievers out there, the real high achievers, find themselves as entrepreneurs because they might go in the corporate space or may not even may think about the corporate space. The problem in the corporate space is there's hierarchy, there's structure, there's ceilings, there's org charts. And so high achievers have a real hard time in there because there are limits set by other people. So what happens is they get so fed up with those limits, they drop into entrepreneurship because they're like, wait a minute, entrepreneurship is limitless. I can make as much as I want. I can have as big an impact as I want. I can build whatever I want. I don't have to answer to anyone. I can just keep going and achieving and achieving and achieving. And it sounds so good to a high achiever. The problem is, as a high achiever, if you don't understand the problems with being a high achiever, entrepreneurship is going to be very, very hard because there's no structure, because there's no hierarchy. So what I, what I found in our conversation is you're giving like structure to this. Finally, you're giving structure to a high achiever to understand all the different voices in their head that they think help them and push them and make them successful, but are really, really hurting them. So yes. that's, that's yeah. where I see the value in this, but let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, sure. So this, this comes from the work of positive intelligence by Shazad Shamin, who I also study with. And um, I, I've practiced the work myself and really thrown myself into the work 
and saw the changes that it made in my life just incredible. And I mean, I've got decades in in helping people attain goals and other coaching methodologies and other approaches to personal development. And this is one that just took it up to a whole other level for me. And because as high achievers, entrepreneurs, when you, especially when you don't have that structure of the corporate world anymore, you think you're just going to be, you know, more free to express yourself and be creative and innovative. And all these other little things start creeping in. And they are a little more contained in the corporate world because of the structure. And we start pushing through. We have been bred to push through as high achievers, through willpower, determination, persistence, desire. And the problem with that is, yes, you can reach your goals that way, but you're probably going to create a lot of suffering, emotional suffering, and it can lead to burnout, right? So there is another way to move through the world. And that's what this approach did for me and my clients. We all, we love it and we practice it devotedly because it creates peace. It creates calmness, clear headedness, laser focus. And so you, you're going after these goals and you're being innovative and creative and resourceful and navigating through decisions and coming out the other side of that, feeling so much better. Yeah. Then pushing yourself through. I like to, to describe this as leading ourselves through with a positive mindset, with a calm, relaxed brain. There's this culture out there who who perpetrates and thinks and educates people that entrepreneurship is about suffering. Entrepreneurship is hard. You have to work 80 hours a week for yourself just so you don't have to work 40 hours a week for someone else. And all these other bullshit that's really out there about entrepreneurship And it drives me crazy. I hate it because that's not true. There is an easier way to build a business. It does not have to include suffering. It does not have to include giving up all of your time. It does not have to include headaches and stress and worry and losing your hair and, and, and aging rapidly because of the amount of stress you put your body through and your brain through entrepreneurship can be an enjoyable journey. And so when you started talking about this, I was like, yes, because this is a way to show people concrete how to do it. So let's talk about you say there are 10 saboteurs. Yes. Why don't you introduce us to the 10 saboteurs? This is so okay. good. Guys, you're going to get, first of all, <laughs> you're going to write a bunch of notes in this. What we're going to do at the end of this episode is you're going to get a PDF that Kimberly has created, a one-page PDF that will list out your 10 saboteurs and also give you the 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 little secret or a little tip on how to move past them. So don't worry about writing these all down or pausing and going through. You're going to get that at the end in the show notes, but listen to the episode first. So why don't you introduce us to our 10 saboteurs who most of them we will acknowledge and, and, and feel comfortable with right away because we know them so well. Some of them you might not, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you ha- you've experienced all of them, but let's go. Yeah, absolutely. These will all resonate with every one of us. <laughs> we all have these 10 saboteurs. Some of them may be stronger than others. They may be our predominant ones that show up time and time again and with more fierce energy than others. But they will all show up at different times, depending on what our challenges are that we're we're having in our in our lives or in our in our businesses. So the first one that we all have universally is the judge. This Uh, isn't rocket science. This isn't new. We all know we judge. We judge ourselves. We can be, that's our inner critic. We can be really hard on ourselves. We judge other people. And the sneaky one that we don't often talk about is we judge our circumstances. 
So that's the kind of thing like I should be further along in my business yeah. or it should be warmer outside. I mean, it does mean, I mean, it's, it's that kind of thing. Right. And, and so putting conditions on our happiness comes with that. So I will be happy when, or I will be successful when I reach this goal. I will be happy when I have more time to devote to my business. I will be happy when I have it all figured it out. And then lots of us just go to our graves with these unfulfilled conditions on our happiness. Right. I just did this, this episode called, um, it was, it was a little bit before called the truth about happiness and success. And so many people think happiness comes once you reach success. The mm-hmm. truth is once you find a way to happiness, success follows very closely. So I love Definitely. what you're saying. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the judge very well. We all do. We all do. And you know, it's really fun to give your judge a name. And to get really familiar with your judge. My judge is really mean, (laughs) really mean and really fierce. Yeah. So like as we go through these to just get really familiar and have fun with this work. uh, The other thing is I really love this work. My clients love this work because we have lots of fun with it. And you'll see why. So the judge is the first one. Hyperachiever is another one. Yeah. Or otherwise known as overachiever. Yeah. Right. And avoider. Avoider is our procrastinator. Yeah. Avoider is the one that wants to put things off for a number of reasons. We all have an avoider. Yeah. Our hypervigilant saboteur. We like to call them saboteurs. The hypervigilant saboteur is, is the one who wants to have their pulse on everything. Everything you have to have your pulse because it can be disastrous, catastrophic things are going to happen if I don't have my pulse on my email list, my pulse on my customers, my, my pulse on my, my goals for my, my finances and all those things. Victim. Ah, uh, yes. We all know when we want to have a pity party. We all have a victim <laughs> one time or another. Yeah. And listen, all these all these saboteurs, they like to party together. So <laughs> it's not often you just get one. Your judge is gonna say, Hey, let's go get her. We let's come on, high achiever, let's go. Come on, come on, avoid her. You want to join in? Yeah. And they'll cut they come for you. Right. So they got like they a phone tree and they call up and they all go for a drink on Friday night. And they're like, Well, four of us showed up. Let's just go for a drink and, and have conversations in her head. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. And boy, do they ever, right? And then we have the stickler. The stickler is our perfectionist. The stickler is the one who has to have everything done perfectly and tells us that we can't do anything and produce anything if it's not perfect. And it also is one of the ones that sets high expectations for other people as well as our high achiever. Okay. Because we don't think that we can produce something. It has to be perfect. And we put that expectation on other people as well. Yeah. Then we all play small, right? Yes. Our hyper-rational. That's the person we think is really intellectual. They, they can intellectualize everything, rationalize everything, think everything through. They might be perceived as cold. And really, underneath all that, they're actually very, very sensitive people. Yeah. So are hyper-rational. We want to make sure we have everything figured out. The formula is all there before we take action. Then the controller, yes. my best friend. <laughs> You were saying before we started recording, your controller is very strong. (laughs) (laughs) My controller, she's fierce. (laughs) Like we were just having a conversation and I'm like, why don't we record a podcast on this? And I watched her controller come out, like her eyes (laughs) changed and she's like, 
what do you mean record a podcast on this? Like, I don't have control over that. I didn't prep this. I didn't anything. It's just hilarious. As you all know, Dave's very convincing. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Literally two minutes later. <laughs> so controller, yes. So our controller, right? Wants to be in control of everything. Wants to control all of the things, all of the parts, all of the people, ourselves, our outcomes, all of it. And if we can't, then we freak out. Right. Um, again, that's another one that creates really high expectations for ourselves and everyone who has to work with us and interact yeah. with us. And then the last one is restless. Yeah. And restless is the one who, you know, gets to the mountaintops. It's all about the mountaintops. It's all about the top of Everest. It's never about the climb. It's never about the journey. It's like we've achieved this next, next, next. What's next? Not taking time to celebrate and honoring ourselves. Right. Yeah. So, so those have, are, yeah. We have, I just want to be really clear for everybody. Everybody has these. Everybody. Just at different levels. So yes. you may not recognize one of them. It just means it hasn't been strong for you, but all of these saboteurs are within us. So there's the judge, the avoider, the controller, the victim, the overachiever, the stickler, the hypervigilant, the pleaser, the hyper-rational, and the restless. These are all people who will take control at some point, have a conversation in your head. It seems, it doesn't seem like it's you, but it sounds a lot like you, but, but it's a comfortable conversation. So you trust it. Imagine these are your 10 friends that you hang around with. And if you're really the result of the people you hang around with and you hang around with these 10 people, you're going to have a problem. So obviously we need to distance ourselves or separate from them. Okay. And I've been talking about separation, you know, in the six figure Academy and the things we're doing, and I know you're in, in there, but tell me what, what do we do with these people? Because are we, are we looking to eliminate them or are we looking to separate from them? Are we looking to destroy them? What do we want to do here? Yeah. So listen, I mean, these guys are never going away. Okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be with us forever. That's the way we're wired and that's okay. Yeah. What we can do, though, is we can weaken them. Yeah. We can weaken their ability to have a hold on us. Okay. So to hijack us is how we refer to yeah. it. So like I, I like oh. to teach my clients, I'm driving down the road in my car. I'm having a nice, lovely, scenic route. And all of a sudden, I get yanked out of the car, thrown to the curb or thrown in the ditch. They're taking my wheel and they're driving away with my car. I've been hijacked. You know, you know, it's so funny. The example you gave before we started recording was Grand Theft Auto. You're like, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you just rip someone out of a car, you're like, no, no, I won't use that example. I'm like, why the hell not? We can use it. I such just a want to clarify example. that I do not play that game. Yes, you didn't know the name of it. You asked me what the I name didn't of that know. video game yeah. was and I told you. And you but knew it, the name to, of it. To me, it was so visual because I was like, yeah, it feels so violent. Like I'm driving yeah. along, everything's going fine. And all of a sudden I'm literally just... Someone, I stop and someone grabs me, throws me out of the car and takes the car or throws me to the passenger seat and starts taking the car and driving. And now I've been hijacked. Yeah. And, I'm sitting and, there they're, and they're taking you where they control. want you to go, not where you want to go. Right. right. They're going where they want. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do? Let's say we get hijacked. And I'm sure every single person listening here has been hijacked at some point. They may be hijacked right now. They may be listening to this in the car in the <laughs> middle of a hijacking for one of these saboteurs. Yeah. What do we do about it? So we don't want to give them the opportunity to hijack us, right? So 
what we want to do is we, we want to have fun with this work. This is where the fun for me comes in and for my clients is you're, you know, so you're driving down that scenic route and let's say your, your hypervigilant comes in. What's your hypervigilant? Like, Dave, when you're hypervigilant and you're feeling like you have to have your pulse on everything or the whole business is going to cave yeah. and you can't just leave one thing and focus on this other thing. You have to focus on all of it or you're going to die. I mean, that's what our hypervigilant is like, right? Yeah. So my hypervigilant used to wake me up at three in the morning and say, Kimberly, that meeting that you need to prepare for is so important. You need to be up right now. It's 3 a.m. Get up, get out of bed, go write notes, go prepare. You're not prepared. You're not ready. What if they say this? What if this happens? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I am convinced and my eyes are wide open and I am not sleeping. That is one of the ways that my hypervigilant used to like to hijack me. Yeah. And I believe it. I believe what my hijacker was telling me. Right. Yeah. So one of the ways, and especially at night, I like to use, we call them PQ reps. They're like exquisite attention to details. How Shazad defines it. It's, it's focusing with everything on one sensation. Okay. One thing at a time. So if my hypervigilant shows up at nighttime in bed when I should be sleeping, I like to use the breathing one and I like to teach my clients the breathing one. So there's a number of ways you can practice this. So your hypervigilant wakes you up. Your hypervigilant is telling you all these things. You can say, okay, okay, hypervigilant. I see you. I hear you. So it's all good. I'm going to release you and then focus all my attention on my breathing instead. So acknowledge that they're there. Acknowledge Thank that. them, welcome them from the moment. Yeah. But don't let them take control of the wheel. You have control still. You're just thanking them for showing up. Like, thank you. I, I understand you want to ride in my car. You can get in the back seat, but I'm going to stay in the driver's seat. Yeah, you can come in the vehicle with me if you want. I'm going to focus all my attention on my scenic route that I was taking before you yeah. showed up. Or you don't even have to get in the car. Really, it's yeah. up to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so... Then I focus on my breathing. So a number of ways to do that is I can focus on the the temperature of my breath going in my nose and out my mouth. Okay. I can focus on the sound of my breathing. I can focus on the rise and fall of my chest and my belly as I breathe. I can even put my hand on my chest or my belly and feel the rise and fall. Hypervigilance going to come in and go, no, 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 this is really important. Get up, get up, get up. <laughs> this is not the time to sleep. Every single person listening is like, yeah, that happened <laughs> to me last night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I'm going to say, hey, dude, I see you. I hear you. I'm going to yeah. raise you one. So I'm going to yeah. bring everything back here and I'm focus on my breath. And every time you come and talk to me again, it's okay. It's fine. You can be here. I'm just going to bring myself back and I'm going to focus on my breath. And I really love that one for nighttime. One, we need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need the hypervigilant in bed with us. And we want to, we want to just, we want to contain our work hours. That's a whole other thing, right to work and, and not be working all the time, even, even when we're, we're trying to sleep. Right. So most of the time for me, when I first started practicing that, it helped me to relax. And next thing I knew, I was falling back asleep. And so I devotedly practiced that every day, whenever the hypervigilance showed up. 
And over time, with consistent practice, the hypervigilant doesn't come to visit me anymore when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. Right? So we can do these things, and there's a number of different ways that we can do them besides breathing. Um, you can do vision ones. You can do them while you're walking. You can do them while you're stationary. Yeah, one that you mentioned to me, which I thought was really interesting, like say someone in a boardroom or in a situation – like, and they're really worried about judgment, which I, I love that conversation we we're having before we recorded where, you know, someone's in a boardroom and they decide to, sh- to stay small because they're already judging themselves on what everyone's thinking, what everyone will respond to. If they bring up this idea or they bring up this, this concept, or they, they mention this comment, they're judging themselves ahead of time from everybody. So they stay small. They're not seen and they're not progressing. They're not, they're not meeting what yeah. they want in there. And you were saying they can actually do this in a boardroom and like as simple as, and I love this one because I was trying it as you were saying it, taking your index finger and your thumb, touching the skin together Mm -hmm. and just rubbing back and forth. Like you're playing the world's smallest violin, right? It's just like a little bit back and forth. And then you focus on the sensation of like all the ridges of your fingerprints kind of scraping across each other. And how many ridges are you coming down and how deep can you feel that? And how sensitive can that feel? And you're doing that, like imagine in a boardroom sitting under a desk or your hand under the desk, just going back and forth and you kind of zone out for a minute and you just focus on the fingertip going back and forth. It's about hypersensitivity. So taking everything, acknowledging that conversation and taking everything and all your energy into this little bit of sensitivity of your finger and your thumb, like touching each other for as long as you need to get control back and to maintain control. But like yeah. you said, there's there's a ton of ways you can do this, right? Yes. To, to do yes. it. It's, it's just focusing on a sensation. Ex- yeah, all exquisite attention to that detail of what yeah. you're of what you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, another great one is sound. It's one of my favorite ones. I can be sitting in a really noisy household yeah. and the dishwasher's on and the dog's barking and the kids are running around and phones are ringing, TVs are on, and I focus on the thing that is furthest away that I can oh, hear, okay. which is not in my house. Yeah. It's traffic going by. Yeah. And I focus intently on that. And as thoughts come in, if my controller or any of my other saboteurs come in or I'm distracted by other things, it's okay. I know you're there. I'm going to bring yeah. my full attention back to this sound. Yeah. And then taking that even further and switching it up and saying, okay, now I want to listen to the sound closest to me. And focusing on what that is. And then taking it one step further and saying, if I haven't yet heard the sound of my heart beating, I'm going to now focus on that. Yeah. And it'll blow your mind over time. This takes practice. It's like physical fitness. This is our emotional fitness, our mental fitness. And it takes, we call, we call it going to the gym. Yeah. These are the reps that we do every day. And these aren't things you just have to do reactively. You can decide to set out to do these several times a day. I like to start my clients off with five times a day. If you can get to eight, it's great. And you can just work it into regular parts of your life. So it's not always reactive. It's preventative sort of, you know? And so the more that you do that, the more you build the foundation of your muscles. There's other muscles involved in this, but this is one that we're talking about today. Um, And the more that you practice that, you will be able to meet life's challenges your or your entrepreneurial challenges, greater and greater challenges with less and less ease over time. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to strongman competition, you're not just going to go work out one day and lift five pound weight 
and then think you're going to strut into that competition and take it. It's not going to happen, right? So you're going to prep. You're going to build a foundation of your muscles. You're going to do your reps. You're going to practice every day. You're going to get stronger and stronger. And when those competitions come up, you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put my name in for that one. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting from, I think an entrepreneurship side, but I have so many clients who come to me and what's funny is they come to me uh, with, you know, judgment or procrastination or anything like that. And now what I'm seeing is I'm like, oh, they're coming to me with one of these 10 things. Every time they're not moving forward, every time they're stuck, every time they're paralyzed, every time they're stuck in, in frozen state, which means they're not moving forward in their business. They're not doing their homework. They're not whatever. I can literally look at this list and be like, Oh, you're having a three, eight, nine problem. Oh, you're having a one, four, six problem. Like I could give them an area code with probably the top three <laughs> saboteurs that are causing their problem. Or maybe it's just one. Like so many yeah. recently, I feel like the whole world is coming to me right now with self-judgment and how impacted they are with judging themselves and how do they get at judging themselves and they judge themselves all day. And we talked about this in the Academy. We gave people this cool exercise, but I love how, the exercise doesn't have to just be for, and the exercise was so similar before you and I even talked. It was stop pushing away judgment, make it really comfortable, shine a light on it. Thank it for being there for a minute. Be like, Hey, I know you want to keep me safe. I know you're trying to do the right thing for me. Thank you. I hear you, but I got and that, Yeah. That was so great, Dave. Um, when, when, when you brought that up in the call, because yeah. it's exactly what this work is. Right. Yeah. And, and it's it's a lot of the personal development work. We know that's what if we if we're resisting and we're avoiding and we're shoving it down and we don't want it yeah. to be there, we're 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 creating this um abrasive friction and friction yeah. and stuff. And it doesn't feel good. We get raw, we get road rash, you know, we don't <laughs> that's not what we want what's not what we're we're going for here. We want we want to just acknowledge it and let it be there. Yeah. Release it. Yeah. And then bring ourselves back to a calm, centered peaceful place where we can then be laser focused, yeah. clear headed and tap into our inner wisdom. It's, and, yeah. you know, these saboteurs all develop in childhood, whether we've had a great childhood, whether we've, we've had a complicated childhood right. at some point we've developed these to protect us. Yeah. So it's really about taking down the armor and those shields. When we bring ourselves to that calm state, then we can do work on some other muscles that bring us into our inner wisdom. And that's where we tap into compassion, self-love, non-judgment, curiosity. And when we're calm, then we can be resourceful and we can navigate and we can be innovative and creative yeah. and, you know, activate from those places that is super positive and love-based as opposed to all these saboteurs that are strictly fear-based. I love it because as a child, this council of 10 protectors was given to us to keep us safe. So as a yes. child, as a little child who's innocent and maybe doesn't know their way around the world and doesn't know everything that they know, you don't have wisdom as a child. You need these 10 protectors. But at yes. some point in your life, when you're no longer a child, you're no longer innocent, you now have wisdom behind you. These protectors become saboteurs because they didn't grow up. They, they still see you as a child. And so they still want to protect you. And at some right. point you have to train them and let them know, Hey, I've, I have something I didn't have when I was five years old. I have wisdom. Now I understand the way the world works. I understand the risks involved with doing things. It's okay that I'm going to cross the street now. 
You don't have to tell me all the judgy things, all the all the pleasing things, all the hyper rational reasons why I shouldn't cross the street. I'm okay to do it now. I understand how to look both ways. I know how traffic works. I know how timing works. I'm good. So these these saboteurs weren't always bad. They were these protectors that were given to you as a child. And they were an armor put around you. Imagine 10 people standing around you holding hands, protecting you in a crowd when your mom and dad weren't around. Yeah. Does not mean a bad childhood or a good childhood? It just means they were given to you. But at some point in your life, they became saboteurs. I I love that because it's not, it's not an, it's not a bad reason why you have them. They just have to be retrained and you now have to take control. You are now the person in the driver's seat, not them. Yeah. And, and really it's, it's, if one of your saboteurs is coming up and you feel negative emotion, yeah, it's just there. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just there to remind us, little tap on the shoulder that, okay, I just got to pay attention to this. What does this mean? Yeah. And just sit with it. Let it be there. Explore it. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't process emotion. It doesn't mean that we, we can't choose to create different emotions for ourselves. Yeah. But we don't have to be scared of it. We sure. can just, it can be a friend <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. And just a reminder that, okay, I've got some work to do here. Right? Okay. So I think this is so brilliant. I know people will want the PDF. So we're going to give them the PDF in the show notes and go get it. But a couple other things. Number one, you have this amazing three secrets um, gift that you give people over on your website. We're going to give people your website in a minute. But what I love is they will learn why determination and willpower We'll get them only so far, but it's not going to get you to the result that you want in life. And so I want people to know, first of all, where can they find you online, social media, everything? Where do they find you? Yep. They can find me at thevaultconfidential.com. Okay. And uh, that will take you right to my website. You can look me up on so some of the socials. It's Kimberly again, L-E-Y and yep. M-A-U-R-O for Kimberly Morrow. Yep. And um, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Now, here's what I think. If you are an entrepreneur out there and this resonated with you at all, you think you have these, you think that you have this fear-based thinking, it's holding you back. Let me tell you something. If you're not where you want to be, you do have fear-based thinking. These saboteurs are taking control. They're hijacking you way too much. Kimberly has this amazing program that she runs to help you transition away, like acknowledge them, move through them and a customized approach. And what I love about what you do, the work you do with people is you have this assessment that they do right up front. And in this assessment, I mean, her clients are like, this is bang on. It goes through all the saboteurs. You answer some questions, you do an assessment and it gives you a report to tell you which saboteurs are like taking the lead. And then Kimberly knows exactly how to do the work with you to focus on which saboteurs, how to do the work, how to do your PQ or your reps um, and work through that. And then once you work through that, she's also amazing at creating success for you. So if she can eliminate these saboteur um, hijackings, she can then create success. So I've, like I said, I've worked with her for a few years now. I absolutely love everything she's doing. And this conversation I just had to share with you guys, any last words of wisdom for all the people listening? Yeah, just don't take yourself so seriously. (laughs) We can have fun with this work. Yeah. We can love our businesses that we're creating. Yeah. And it doesn't have to feel heavy and gross and yuck. It can, it can feel light and super empowering and you can have fun learning how to find a new way to lead yourself through the world. Like I said earlier, as opposed to pushing yourself through. Love that. 
Well, thank you so much, guys. Check out thevaultconfidential.com. Everything she does is in the vault. It is confidential. That's why she has thevaultconfidential.com. Go check that out. Get the free three secrets on there and check her out on social media. We'll put all her links in the show notes, plus the PDF is in there. Kimberly, thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing all of this amazing wisdom with our listeners. Thank you, Dave. It's been a blast. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, imagine how you would feel working directly with me. Now, look, there are two ways to do it. Number one is free. So there is no excuse except your own thoughts about this. It is my free foundations course, and you can get it right now on my website, www.daveperino.ca. The second way is if you're serious about your business, you can come into the Six Figure Academy. That's where you work live with me every single week. It's a one-time fee for lifetime access. There is no monthly fee. This is not a membership. You pay once and you have it for the rest of your business life. There is no better deal out there. You can check it out at davemoreno.ca slash 6FA. I'll see you inside.